it's shocking to see how many small businesses lose out because they don't follow through or follow up with that proposal because mm-hmm. they just don't have time to do it or they don't have they don't know how to untangle the government bureaucracy of how do you read this RFP what next Welcome to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground, where we talk about supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity with everyone from academics, historians, and business leaders. With your hosts, Chloe Guidry-Reed and Adam Moore, you'll hear inspiring stories and practical tips for overcoming challenges and gaining insight into supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity. Let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by Higher Ground, Higher Ground is a technology company whose mission is to bridge the wealth gap through access to procurement opportunities. Higher Ground is making the enterprise ecosystem more viable, profitable, and competitive by clearing the path for minority-led, women-led, LGBT-led, and veteran-led small businesses to contribute to the global economy as suppliers to enterprise organizations. For more information on getting started, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E-G-R-O-U-N-D.io. Now on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. I'm Adam Moore, joined, as always, with Chloe Goodry-Reed. And in today's episode, we're joined by Charles James, a business solution manager for Proposal Helper and Rena Batha, founder and CEO of Proposal Helper. Their company offers business solutions that show results from qualifying the right opportunities to fit your business growth strategy to complete proposal management solutions. Proposal Helper offers business growth solutions across the public and commercial sectors. Charles and Rena, welcome to the show. And also, Kyle, we actually have all three of you in studio with us today. So thank you very much for sitting down and joining us. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, all of you, so much for joining us today. Yes, it's more so of a roundtable than a than a uh, podcast this morning. So that's okay. Yes. So I'd love for you guys to just start off with telling us a yes. little bit about Proposal Helper. Oh yeah. And Rena, you know, how did the company come to be, and what's the mm-hmm. mission and and the vision for the future? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, no. And thank you for this opportunity. I'm Rina Bhatia, the CEO of Proposal Helper. Um, How did the company come to being? Well, we all have been in the corporate world, or at least I have got burned out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) When I was on the corporate side and I primarily with the large businesses, I hired consultants. I had Mm -hmm. small business subcontractors and I realized how stacked this industry was against small business. We have such qualified small businesses in the industry, but they just could not get to government contracts because of the way the proposal and the business development side of the house work. Mm. Uh, So I identified a gap, stepped in and said, you know what, we're going to solve this problem. And there was proposal helper. We stepped in and came up with solutions that are catered to the small businesses to make it affordable for them to you know, get into the government space, expand in the government space and play at the same level as the big boys do. And that's what Proposal Helper offers, a full team of business developers and proposal solution experts. I love nice. that. And I also, I just love when people identify a problem and mm-hmm. have the courage to then figure out how do we solve this and spend, you know, and then decide to pursue it as a career. I just love that. 
where it's yeah. become a career for 80 plus people now. So we, uh, we do not hire consultants. We have all employees who support our clients. And so we are at uh, almost 80 employees. That is incredible. That's fantastic. And what I love too about it is, is in corporate America, you saw the gap, right? And then yeah. you then translated that into not just your own minority business, but then helping other minority businesses too. And, and that's, that is the awesome thing. Right. And, and I think that's almost like as I have continued my journey in supplier diversity and DE&I, that almost seems to be kind of the natural progression. Right. You're mm-hmm. in corporate America. You're kind of learning the ways of it. You see the gaps and you're like, I can do a lot more outside of corporate America than I can inside corporate America. And I can really start making some differences. So that is an awesome story to hear. Well, thank you. So, Charles, tell us, how did you get you know, connected with proposal help and how did your journey begin? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I actually met Rena um, back in 2016 uh, when I was doing uh, consulting work at the time to try to level up and empower small government contractors here in Atlanta. And so I was working with different groups and organizations and programs and reached out to Rena, introduced myself, and, and we became fast friends. And Rena and Proposal Helper were very supportive. Uh, very supportive of what we were trying to do. Uh, so mm-hmm. that started in 2016. And now fast forward to 2022, I recently joined the team at Proposal Helper as an actual employee. So so now that relationship has just grown exponentially. Uh, and we look forward to being of great benefit to uh, minority-owned commercial and government contractors for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And Charles, I mean, tell us a little bit about your background mm-hmm. as well and what you were doing before you joined the Proposal Help team. Right. So my background is interesting. I love to tell the short story. I actually (laughs) kind of, you know, I would say my original career was a a political funding development consultant. Mm. So I I raised money for Senate campaigns and congressional campaigns and things of that nature. And and that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun, but I found it it was fun, but something was missing. And it was the public service over the politics. So Mm. I really wanted to do more public service because it you know, it's all about sustaining communities and empowering communities and things of that nature. So um, I got into funding development for civics. So these are groups of mayors and groups of uh, city councils and all kinds mm. of public projects. And that evolved, you know, as I got deeper and deeper into the issue, I came to believe that economics and socioeconomic development were necessary because mm-hmm. we could throw a lot of projects at the, at the problem. We can throw a lot of money at the problem, but unless we address it at the root, at the foundation, um, then the problem persists. And so, you know, I began working directly with the companies in, in, in different ways, you know, in, in commercial finance and advocacy and things of that nature. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's just been an evolution since, since then. And I began to create my own projects and campaigns and work with different chambers of commerce. Instead of going around asking for opportunities and, and looking to win a contract or an opportunity, figuring out ways to create and engineer our own opportunities and capture contracts, you know, I felt like, you know, true change comes from within. And so that process has led me here today with, with Rena and Kyle and you guys. That's so awesome. What an interesting journey. I love that. Thanks. That is really cool. And so I guess, so for, for Rena and Charles, so kind of tell us, where does the journey kind of go from here, mm. right? A great story getting here, and I love those stories. But kind of where do you think uh, Proposal Helper goes from here, right? I mean, we've – the last few shows, Chloe and I have brought up the fact that we have the NMSDC saying, you know, they want to have a trillion dollars spent with 
uh, diverse and woman-owned businesses. We have a bunch of different initiatives going on, but a lot of times we're just not finding the firms to fill those gaps, provide that revenue stream. So kind of tell us, where does Proposal Helper go from here? I've got two fantastic advocates, right, for small and diverse businesses and in Proposal Helper. So what's the vision? What are we going to change? How are we going to disrupt the norm that we've got going on right now? You know, every every time somebody asks me that question, I give this answer, global nope. domination. Global domination. I love it. Yeah, we are, Proposal Helper is not stopping at our borders. Uh, we are, we were the first 13 years ago when we launched Proposal Helper, we were the first in the industry to have disrupted the way the model worked. Uh, mm-hmm. We came in and we said, we'll do fixed price proposals. We were the first to do that. 2020, we are, we are again the first to have franchised ourselves. So oh. we are now a franchisor and we actually have eight franchisees in one year and, and we want to put a flag in every state in the United States. We'll be announcing a few more and we actually have our first international franchisee as well that we will be announcing uh, before the end of this year. So I love this. I love and you it. know what's interesting? What's interesting is our growth is not is coming through the veterans. Mm-hmm. It's coming mm-hmm. through minorities, yeah. minority women. It's creating opportunities for them to now replicate what Proposal Helper did 13 years ago. We perfected this system. And now we're saying, hey, come on, join us. We'll tell you, we'll, don't repeat our mistakes. We'll tell you how yeah. to do it. Come be part of us. And you now start your entrepreneurial journey, not alone, but with us. Mm-hmm. And that is what is so exciting about this. Now, these franchisees are going to support minorities, small businesses in their communities. They're going to go make connections and help bring those federal dollars, bring those government dollars in their communities, which again, creates a huge domino effect and oh, creates yes. a there. Yes. And so can you, can you talk to us a little bit about, obviously we know that people in, in responding to government proposals can be challenging. Oh, man. But what do you see as the primary, you know, sort of driver between, you know, closing that gap between sales and, and delivery? Yeah, a lot of times, and this is where we, we also see the government, the small business administration spends so much money on the PTACs, the mm-hmm. VBOX, all these organizations that are out there to help companies identify business opportunities, identify leads in the government. All that is great. Right. Yeah. What happens once you have, you know that there is an opportunity, you can do the work. Mm-hmm. But what companies don't have is how do I close this? How do I get to start delivering? Well, the first thing a customer says is, send me your proposal. Yeah. That, you know, I got to sign off on something. I, you put it right. in writing. I yes. mean, I, I hear you. I see you. I love you. Right. But in order for me to award you a contract, I got to have something in writing. That's mm. where a lot of small businesses just fall flat. They don't have the resources. They don't have the bandwidth. These small businesses didn't get where they are by not doing nothing, right? They know what to do. They're they're very smart, but they don't have the resources and the bandwidth to say, somebody just put this proposal together for me so I can go get the contract. It's shocking to see how many small businesses lose out because they don't follow through or follow up with that proposal because Mm. they just don't have time to do it or they don't have... 
they don't know how to untangle the government bureaucracy of how do you read this RFP? What next? Yeah, uh, they right. know it's there. So that's where we stepped in and our our motto that says we close that gap between sales and delivery. You have sold it. Now let's go put that proposal, put it on paper and go get that contract. Don't let it fall through. That's what we do and help close the gap for those small businesses. So when, when you're looking at those proposals, do you guys then also help them with their business strategy too, right? Because it's one thing to put the proposal together. Execution is a whole other thing. I mean, do you guys kind of work with that as well too? Because I know a lot of times when I was in corporate America, we would get a, I'm going to say a very hungry minority firm in, right? We would get a proposal, we'd look at it and we would look back at them and go, there is no way you can deliver Exactly. What you're telling me you can deliver because you would have to be five times your size, you know, to be able to perform this, especially when you're looking at the size of firm that maybe, you know, you're sitting in as a corporate. So how do you guys help work with that? Right. Because I know that's one of the things as a mentor I always had to work with with my diverse businesses. They're hungry. They're go getters. Yeah. I mean, they wake up ready to eat the world. I mean, you talked about global domination, right, Rena? These minority companies, they're, they're waking up and they feel like they're the tiger ready to take on the world. And corporate America looks at them and goes, well, we get it. You're really kind of more of the kitten looking in the mirror, seeing the tiger, you know? <laughs> and, and, and so how do you work with them? And that's always, that's always a hard conversation to have, it is, right? The, it is. I know you want to go kill it, but let me set some realistic expectations. How do you guys work with that? Right. And, yeah, and have that, that talk. That is so true. And you know, that's what we tell our clients that we can write all kinds of things in proposals. We have seen how things are implemented. We can write it. That's not yeah. the problem. The problem is, can you implement what we are writing? There it is. Right. Do you have the infrastructure in place to do what we say you are going to do? This is another place where we are different from a lot of those uh, consultant, consulting firms. We're not just saying, oh yeah, we'll write the proposal for you. But we actually take a very consultative approach with our clients. We sit down and talk to them and say, why? Why are you going after this? Why do you feel that you want to implement this? And you know, one of the reasons why our win rates are higher than industry is because we're not afraid to tell our customer, please don't bid on this. Yeah. We, we don't do it. It's not you, A, you don't have a chance of winning this, or if you win this, it's a contract from hell. You don't want it. Right. Well, mm. so please don't right. get on it because, you know, the last thing a small business needs is a black mark on their oh, performance man. review because it's every minority person probably knows this. We represent not just ourselves. We represent a group. Correct. Right? Yes. Broad yep. generalizations yes. that happen. And yep. therefore, when companies look at, oh, that small business failed. I don't want the contracting officer to say, we're not going to award this to another small business because they're all the same. Right. Yeah. To happen. So we have right. to be careful. And we have been very fortunate. Uh, Kyle and his team, they have brought in customers. They vet them very carefully, talk to them. And they when, when, when they get to us, when they get to our level of we're ready to deliver, we know that they, they are qualified. Uh, right. They're mature enough to understand that please don't do this. They back off and they come back to us with a more realistic project. We also do help on the business development side, right? The front end of it. In mm -hmm. fact, when we started our company, we did not offer that service. But what we found is the small businesses needed a little more handholding in qualifying the projects they were bringing to us to write proposals. 
So mm. we started helping them on that side as well to say, how do you identify the opportunity? And what do these large businesses have in their hip pockets that they are able to bid? They know so much about the bid before the RFP even comes out. Yeah. How do you take advantage of those same resources? Look, mm. there's no there's no insider trading going on. You know, it's all public domain information. You just oh, yeah. know where to find it. And that's what we help our small businesses do. That is incredible. I love the business development piece of that. Yes. And you, you mentioned not all companies are, are ready, right? And they have to be able to deliver. So a question, at what stage of their business should companies consider hiring proposal help? Yes, we, we first advise all companies who are starting out or new to government contracting, leverage the tons of free resources that are out there. Right. The SBA provides you with so many resources. Don't spend a dime until you have exhausted those free avenues. There's the yeah. tax, MBDA, the SCORE, VBOX. Oh, Go get help from those guys first. Right. Um, and then when you have grown to a point where you say, those organizations can no longer help me. I mm-hmm. need more than that. I have won my first subcontract or I have won a couple of contracts already. And now I need to go out and hire. I need to go out and find more resources to help me. Mm-hmm. We say that before you hire, look at proposal helper because we it's not easy to hire in this industry. You're, you're going to find uh, there are a lot of people who will throw name drop and say, ah, I have this big Rolodex. I know so-and-so, so-and-so. I can help you with capture and BD. It's a, an average BD person with a small business. Their tenure is about seven months. Every mm. seven months, we are seeing a churn of BD people in small businesses because they can't hide. You know, unlike in a large yeah. corporation, you're, you know, it's the 2080 rule, 20% of the people are doing 80% of 80% the work. 80% of the work, yeah. Can't do that in a small business. No. And so they churn. No. And no, it, you definitely it, can't. Yeah, it really resets the business drastically. So we actually are saying, don't go out and hire. You first look at our resources, how we can help you or companies like ours mm-hmm. and do go down that avenue. That's when you know you're ready to hire or come work with Proposal Helper, but not when you're just starting out. It's It's... Yeah. The government contracting world can get pretty expensive. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Charles, tell us a little bit. I know that you operate a national DE&I campaign for women, minorities, and veteran-owned commercial contractors. Can you tell us a little bit more about that specific work and how it ties into what you and Rena and the team are doing at Proposal Helper? Chloe, the the national... DE&I campaign started out just kind of as a local initiative here in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Um, At the time, I was working in commercial finance about four years ago. And what I found was that there was just actually not a level playing field. Right. That that there were just, um, you know, kind of institutional biases and roadblocks and all of these Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. But I found also that there were two sides to this. It was kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. So even the, the women and the minority and the veteran-owned companies would kind of begin to, to work with us in commercial finance or uh, um, government and corporate relations, but they were coming from a place of lack and a place of fear. 
right. know, kind of like, oh, this is not going to work. I'm not going to get this, you know, and then bam, that, you know, there was the self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. And so the, the campaign was kind of local to kind of empower and, and to ensure uh, efficient tested and proven methods of best practices to make sure you have everything you need, you know, yeah. um, from mindset to, to operating capital to go, to go further. And it just evolved. It got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then we, we said that, okay, now it's a national diversity, equity, and inclusion campaign. And we work with a bunch of um, chambers of commerce, commerce, et cetera. Uh, but now um, we found uh, probably the most efficient way to do this so far is it's housed right at Proposal Helper. So the, mm-hmm. so it, it grew from a campaign to an actual think tank. Um, so wow. now it's a national and probably going international think tank. You know, we call it the Opportunity Engineers. It's all about strategic development for women, minority and veteran owned firms, you know, and, and the foundational principles for that are strategic alliances to efficiently engineer opportunities. And mm-hmm. that, that includes, you know, capitalizing upon research and business reconnaissance to engineer opportunities, conducting monthly competitive advantage work sessions to mm-hmm. engineer to en- engineer opportunities, and, you know, and coordinate multiple corporate and governmental relations campaigns simultaneously, you know, both nationally and inter- internationally. So together as alliances and groups and sections we're capturing in, we're capturing contracts and, and opportunities and, and, and building relationships. Um, yeah. yeah, and so you know the first thing we have to do um, is kind of work with the individual companies, the small to mid-tier women, minority and better known firms to ensure what many people call pre-qualification, right? You hear mm-hmm. that a lot these yep. days, pre-qualification. Right, right. And so, you know, I, I often say, uh, not to be confused with certification. Certification is extremely important. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's a really, really, really good thing. But what we have found is that you can have every certification, you know, listed and in the book uh, and still not have a contract, you know. Yeah, right, right. You know, and, and so I know that, you know, there's, you can say a scorecard or a checklist or pre-qualification, you know, and there are three basic uh, buckets or components, and that's financial capacity, operational capacity, and infrastructural stability. And we found that the growing companies were really good at doing, you know, practitioners of whatever work they did, but yeah. could, could really, you don't know what you don't know sometimes. And so, you know, could really use real world access to those things, financial capacity, operational mm-hmm. capacity, you know, and, and sustainable. And, but beyond just a banking boot camp, right? Beyond just you know, a pep talk and a folder for phone numbers and things of that nature, you know, but actually being prepared to go into underwriting. And so that's what, that's, that's what we do through this think tank, number one. And then number two, you know, the really fun part is we work with airports and corporations and governments at all levels and federal agencies to leverage the, the, the already existing uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion policies, programs, set aside contracting requirements, mm-hmm. things that already exist that we can utilize more efficiently by right. working together and taking yes. a, you know, a corporate approach. So so that's that's what all of that is. Yes. I love that. I love that. And one thing that you said really resonated with me, and I'd love to hear just a little bit more about it, is how important strategic alliances are. And can you talk yeah. a little bit about how you partnered with 
various organizations to bring, you know, a collective resources to solve some of these very challenging issues that, that you just mentioned? Sure. Yeah. So, so, you know, they say there's nothing new under the sun, you know, yeah. so, it, it, you know, we didn't create anything new, but what we tried to do was look and see what's working for the big guys, you know, right. you know, like, especially like when I worked in uh, uh, funding development for the civic agencies and even commercial finance, like I'm looking at these large corporations that are capturing tons of contracts and then just subcontracting them out, or, you know, they, they call it contract bundling, you know, what's wow. working for the big guys, and that's leveraging their strengths. Yes. And, so, and so, you know, we have to, I feel like we have to pull everybody into a huddle, okay, this is the strategy, you run that way, you run that way, you run down the middle, and I'll see you in the end zone, you know, mm-hmm. kind of a deal, you know, learning the power of leveraging our collective resources, even if we're competitors, you know, right, right. learning totally. how to work together for a competitive advantage. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, for example, with the Opportunity Engineers Think Tank, you know, the, the meat and potatoes of it and all the events and stuff like that, Chloe and Adam don't actually start until January, but, mm-hmm. all, but already we have, for, for example, a group of minority women veteran-owned companies that are pulling off. They're going to they're gonna stick together. They're going to team together. And we're going to work to them, work with them using business reconnaissance to, to pull their certifications and their resources and capabilities together to go out and get contracts like one big super women minority mm-hmm. veteran-owned company. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. there are uh, organizations across the country right now. There's um, Latina-owned organizations and and women-owned organizations and African-American-owned organizations that are coming together for one common goal and, and building relationships across cultures and industries. So that's how we're going to do that. Yeah. You know, I absolutely love that because that was one of the things uh, I keep going back to my mentoring days, but that I had often talked to small businesses about, and that is sometimes it's good to have a strategic or a tactical partner with you. Right. Yes. And, and I love that. And, exactly. and the problem is, and, and what I'm what I'm loving hearing from you, Charles, is you're kind of helping give them the platform to put that together. Right. And and often that would be the problem. It would be that's a great strategy, but we don't know how to go about the conversation. We don't know how yeah. to find like minded business owners uh, with us, because sometimes and, and, and it varies by industry. Right. It's a little bit more I'm going to say cutthroat to use an older term, but, mm-hmm. you know, people aren't as willing to kind of open up the kimono and become tactical partners. But what I'm loving hearing from you is now we have a platform, right. Yeah. That can help broker those conversations exactly. to create these tactical partnerships. And I think then that helps us go back to something that we talked about at the top of the show. And that is there's these big audacious goals being set by the national NGOs. That's the only way we're going to reach them. Right. We can't go exactly. it alone. Right. Exactly. Yes. Um, definitely. And I want to jump on and add, I think what, what Charles is um, talking about here, the Opportunity Engineers Think Tank, it creates yet another opportunity because the large businesses see the writing on the wall when it right. comes to government contracting. Uh, in fact, just this morning, uh, there was something on LinkedIn that says the Navy is taking large contracts and breaking them up so that small businesses can go after it. We actually yes. have large businesses reach out to us to say, we are looking for qualified small businesses to be our primes. They are willing to invest and become mentors to these small businesses. 
I love not that. Not, it's not because of the goodness of their heart. Sure. They know what's they, you know, they're, they're, they see the writing on the wall and they say, right. if you don't get good small businesses, we're, we're not going to be able to go after these contracts. So yeah. let's start investing in these companies. And it, I think ultimately it improves the ecosystem for everyone. So I think Charles, what he's doing mm-hmm. in this whole network of let's all band together. Let's yeah. small yeah. businesses, let's yeah. come together, network and work with each other. And we will help you not just fi- bringing you together, but we'll bring opportunities to you. We're bringing you in front of buyers. So it's not just, hey, it's nice networking. It was nice meeting so-and-so and had coffee together, but we're going to do things beyond and mm-hmm. make sure that you follow through and follow up with each other. And there's real opportunities for you guys to now bid on. I, yeah. I, that I think is an encouraging thing mm-hmm. where small businesses get exhausted, right? How many of oh, the man. can you go to? How many handshakes right. do you have and then nothing ever comes of it? Well, yeah. we have to change that. And I, I'm really excited about what Charles is doing with the Opportunity Engineers. Yeah. And you know, Rena, I like what you said. It's not like these big contracts or big businesses are doing it out of the goodness of their heart, right? <laughs> but if we stop and we look at the love story that we all love to tell about the NMSDC in the 70s, mm-hmm. it did start out out of the goodness of people's heart, right? The government came in and said, thou shalt. Right. Yes. right? And but now businesses are like, oh, no, we're on board. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think it has to. And that's kind of the way you retrain corporates. Right. We're going to have to start with the pain of the thou shouts or the reading of the wall or them understanding right. that they're going to be relevant. They've got to start doing business differently. But right. then after a while, they're going to start seeing the benefits of it that we've all been preaching and kind of talking about for years now. But I think it takes that. Right. I think it yes. takes that kind of heavy handedness, right? To get them to change the way they do business. So I agree with you. They're not doing it out of the goodness of their hearts, but I'm excited to see five, six years down the line, the different programs that are going to come out of it, led by things like Charles is doing and others that will spearhead it. And then we'll start telling that love story five, six years down the road too. Well, as, as long as it, as long as it improves the small business ecosystem. We need them back oh. doing government contracting. Um, Amen. And pla- and pass the plate. I totally agree right. with you. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Well, this has been so informative. And we has been really, a great conversation. Yes, we Thank really you. appreciate everything that you guys have shared. If our listeners are interested in finding out more information about proposal help, where would they go? They can go to proposalhelper.com, proposalhelper.com. Uh, they can also go to bidexecs.com, and that's okay. B-I-D-E-X-E-C-S.com. Um, and also, if they have any questions about the think tank or anything that we're doing, yes. certainly they can email me at um, charles at proposalhelper.com. They can even call me, um, 678-824-5557, 678-824-5557, charles at proposalhelper.com. Wonderful, bold, putting your. I was phone about to say, put there, the phone but... number out there. Yeah, definitely. Spoken like a true salesman. Well, once again, thank you so much, Charles and Rena, for coming coming yes. onto the show. We really appreciate it, and really appreciate the information that you shared. Exactly. Thank you. Be sure to connect with us on LinkedIn at Chloe Gidry Reed and Adam Moore. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcast yes. and check out our previous shows. Stay tuned for next time. Thank. 
you for listening to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. We are grateful for the time you spend with us in participating in these conversations. Please review and rate and share our show as we are focused on growing awareness in the supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity space. If you'd like more information, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E ground dot I-O. Thank you for being here and we look forward to seeing you next week.